Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Curious Perspective, a podcast where we take a deep dive approach to storytelling that inspires us. Sometimes we'll spend some time discussing entertainment-related news that we feel should be highlighted. This is going to be a special recap episode to cover the news from DC announcement. DC took some time by Peter Saffron and James Gunn to announce the upcoming movies and TV shows that we should be expecting in the next about two years about five different movies five different shows that we were going to expect i just want to share my thoughts on them talk a little bit about what this means for the dc moving forward let's get it so just to add a little bit perspective around this situation historically dc over at warner brothers they haven't been able to get their universe on track the way marvel has been able to we're all familiar with the marvel films they have this big beautiful sprawling cinematic universe each individual movie is meant to tell a story about that character and thus tell an, a bigger overarching connective story to the universe. On the DC Warner Brothers side, they haven't been able to get their universe on track. This is something that they wanted to start with Man of Steel, the Henry Cavill Superman movie. I, for one, enjoyed that film. I know when it came out at the time, it was a bit controversial and split down the line. It was very divisive because people felt that they couldn't connect to that Superman. And throughout the last couple of years, they've been trying to connect and make this universe make sense with the Wonder Woman movies, with the Justice League movies, with Batman vs. Superman, uh, Suicide Squad, and so on. But because of internal issues, whether that be creators' visions coming in conflict with one another, or that be the leadership up top, I know Warner Brothers got bought by Discovery a, a year ago, which really initiated this whole big change now. But in short, there have been a lot of problems, both internal and external, with Warner Brothers and DC. In the past year, they officially named James Gunn and Peter Saffron to co-run the DC studios, so they have complete, full, creative direction over these properties and these characters. And yesterday, James Gunn took some time to talk about those upcoming projects. We have five movies and five shows. I'm going to go through all of these. As I said, James Gunn plan, he started off by talking about how there's still three DC movies coming out. So we have Shazam coming out, then Flash, then Blue Beetle, and then after that, Aquaman 2. Again, James Gunn didn't exactly say that these have nothing to do with the universe. He just simply announced that these are still going out in theaters. If you are a deep, hardcore fan that keeps up with this on a daily basis, it's safe to assume that these are quote-unquote lame duck movies where they ultimately have no place in the overarching DC universe moving forward, the new DC universe. Then he mentioned that there's also going to be another section, the Elseworld, where it has Matt Reeves' Batman. So if you're a fan of the Batman films, these are going to have nothing to do with the new announcements that I'm going to talk about right now. So just keep in mind that the Matt Reeves' Batman and the Todd Phillips' Joker subsequent sequel that's going to come out, Joker 2, all of those films are going to be titled Elseworld. They're just going to be a different world all in and of itself separated from the continuity. Those two films have nothing to do with the overarching connective universe that we're going to talk about right now. Also, th there was a Black Superman movie that's in production. 
it was kept silent, but yesterday I saw an article by The Hollywood Reporter that that movie is still in production. It's Nalasi's Coates' Black Superman film, which is also going to be an Elsewhere. That's going to be the Black Superman movie, the Joker movie, and the Batman films. So as we get into this, like I said, there's going to be five movies and five shows. The first show that is going to be written by James Gunn is called Waller. It's actually based on the character Amanda Waller that has appeared in some of those DC films. She's played by Viola Davis, an Oscar caliber actress. And the thing about this, just to read a little bit of a description, it takes place between season one and season two of Peacemaker, the other HBO DC show that James Gunn wrote and created. And essentially, Waller's going to be acting like a soft reboot to the universe. After this show is done, it's going to immediately head into James Gunn's Superman Legacy, the first major Superman movie. But just to stick with Waller real quick, I, I think this is a great move just because you're finally giving Viola Davis a series because she's an Oscar caliber actress. And although I've enjoyed her as, as Amanda Waller and the tiny moments that she's here in the first Suicide Squad, in the second Suicide Squad, she's in the post credit scene and the beginning scene of Black Adam. She's in Peacemaker. I enjoy Viola Davis as an actress. I enjoy Amanda Waller as a character. I think this is going to be a great show to finally give her something that she can sink her teeth into. She's a human-based character. She works in the government agencies, the Nick Fury of the DC. So I think this is going to be a nice show that's really going to give Viola Davis something to lead and and just beyond that I wonder if we're gonna what we can learn from Amanda Waller hopefully learn a bit more about her morality why she does what she does if you're unaware of her she's a good guy but she's basically one of those good guys but her line her morality line between good and evil it's it, it fluctuates and she's willing to push the line and do whatever it takes to quote-unquote do the right thing so I, I wonder if that's going to be explored within this show. I, I just think the direction of this show is overall interesting. Especially because you have the writers of Watchmen and Doom Patrol hopping on co-writing this project. Jeremy Carver and Crystal Henry. So I think this is going to be a big win all across the board. After this show, James Gunn described this as the very next step in the DC Cinematic Universe, which is going to be Superman Legacy. This is going to be the first major Superman project since Man of Steel. James Gunn is going to be writing this. It looks, as he announced it yesterday, he said that he's in the middle of writing it. And this is going to be a project where it's not an origin story, but it focuses on Superman balancing his background, his Kryptonian heritage, but also balancing his human upbringing with the Kents. James said that Superman embodies truth, justice, and the American way, but he's also a kind person where he's in a world where kindness is an outdated fashion.
And I think it's going to be interesting, especially if they can go the route that Marvel went with Captain America. In the comics, Captain America was this Boy Scout, and he wasn't that relatable to audiences. When they brought him into the cinematic universe, they based Steve Rogers, and, and in great part to the performance that Chris Evans did, but they based Steve Rogers in this very realistic lens, and they had him battling against his morals and how to do what he has to do, but still do the right thing. And I think that's going to be a focal point that's going to be taken in Superman Legacy. How is Superman going to function in this world where he believes in these principles and these ideas of truth, justice, morality, and kindness? We're going to get more in into this talk as we go forward covering the authority and the brave and the bold and other projects, but this is something that's already in my mind of how Superman is going to function in this world with these other characters that maybe don't believe in the same morals and principles that he does. And then after Superman Legacy, we can see Brave and the Bold. It's simply titled Brave and the Bold, but to take away from this is the next Batman story. But this story will be focused on Damian Wayne instead of Bruce Wayne. For those that are unfamiliar with Damian Wayne, I encourage you to start looking him up. Damian Wayne is the current Robin. He's the son of Bruce Wayne and Talia Ghul. They have a kid. He's a little assassin. And this movie is going to act as an introduction to the rest of the Batman family. And it's inspired by Tom Kane's run. From just looking at this description, this is going to, again, this is not an origin story. We have Batman. He's clearly, in the comics at least, in every other medium, when he gets Damian Wayne, he's the last Robin. Like, Damian Wayne is the youngest, and usually when Bruce and Damian are in a story together, this is in, I don't want to say the, the latter part of his career. I would expect a maybe 35 to 40-year-old Bruce Wayne acting as a father figure to this child. It's inspired by Tom Kane's comic book run. And all of these movies and TV shows, it's important to keep in mind that, again, this would be a different Batman from Robert Pattinson's Batman. So again, this is going to introduce us to a new Robin and a new Batman. I, I like what they're doing right here. It's a bit different from Marvel, but hey, we got to have faith in these projects and we got to see where they go. So far, we have Waller, the HBO TV um, show that's going to start off the slate. Then we have Superman Legacy. And then we have Brave and the Bold, which is going to be a story on Damien and Bruce Wayne, a father-son father story. And then after that, we have The Authority, which is going to be the third movie on the DC slate. Essentially, this is the DC version of The Boys. If you're unfamiliar with The Boys, The Boys is this rated R superhero team that is willing to kill to do the right thing. The Authority is essentially the same thing, but in DC. They were kicked off by Warren Ellis, and then they were picked up by Garth Edmonds. They think the world is broken, and they want to get rid of villains by any means necessary. Again, these are heroes, quote-unquote heroes, that aren't afraid to kill. They're a darker team. Their leaders are Midnighter and Apollo, which is essentially, if you take a look at them, they're essentially the team's Batman and Superman. And they're also gay lovers. I'm not quite familiar with this property I, I will be honest with you Midnighter and Apollo they do look familiar to me 
but I haven't read much comics on these. But I think this is a great addition because for one thing, DC has always been able to bring out these grittier and darker properties into a comedic and upbeat tone. At least James Gunn has been able to do that with the Suicide Squad. DC tried to do that with the previous Suicide Squad. I think Batman and Superman had a good tone overall. There were just story elements that were wrong with that. But in case in point, and from a storytelling perspective, I, I love that we have a project like The Authority on this slate because, again, it feeds into this overarching theme with Superman. On one hand, you have this team where they hold back no punches. They're willing to kill in order to do the right thing. How does a team that functions like that live in the same world as Superman, where he stands as this beacon of hope and truth, where he has a code of ethics? a line of morality. Just seeing those two ideas, those two sides clash, I think that can not only give a lot of great storytelling elements, but some great philosophical scenes. So I think this project, The Authority, is going to answer some of those broader thematic questions in the universe moving forward. And the next we have Supergirl. This is going to be an adaptation of Tom Kane's run on Supergirl. Essentially, she's a jaded character. In this movie, we're going to explore the differences between her and Superman. If you're familiar with Superman crash landed on Earth, he was blessed with a beautiful, nice, kind, loving Midwest family, and he grew up to be Superman. With Supergirl, she grew up on a Kryptonian rock and she saw everyone around her die. James Gunn talks about it, how this is going to be a, a, a character-driven story. This is going to be a character study. She's a jaded character. She didn't grow up how Superman grew up. So she has some, maybe not animosity, but she's grown up. She has a different upbringing. And so she has a different view of life. And again, I think it's it's playing on this reincurring theme. We have the authority. We have Supergirl. However, Brave and the Bold is going to be. We have all these characters in the DCEU that are juxtaposed to Superman and his morality. And then lastly, to round out the chapter one of Gods and Monsters of, of this DC universe, the last movie on the docket is going to be Swamp Thing. This was described as a very dark horror film. James Gunn was talking about how this story is going to be important. It's going to impact the rest of the larger storyline of the, the DC Cinematic Universe, wherever that goes. I, I feel like this could be a Frankenstein type of story where we question who the real monster is throughout. I think this is going to be one of those movies that explores what it is to be a monster and, and who truly is a monster in this world. And then we cover the five shows. The five shows, I want to start with the first one, Creature Commandos. James Gunn is writing this. The interesting thing about this project is that it's going to be a live action adaptation. And whoever voices these characters in animation, James Gunn was hoping to be able to cast it so those voice actors, whoever they might be, can come into the live action adaptation of it when they decide to do it. So I think that was very interesting. And I love that they're showing love to animation and i think this creature commandos is going to be is going to be up there it's going to be an interesting adaptation and then next we have the green lantern show simply titled lanterns 
It's going to star Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart, the two most popular Green Lanterns. And essentially, Lanterns is this buddy cop story with Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart where they're investigating crimes on Earth. And James Gunn shared an interesting little tidbit about this show. He said that the mystery that Jon Stewart and, and Hal Jordan are trying to solve in this show, it ties into the greater narrative of the DC Cinematic Universe. And then we have Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost is about the Amazons of the island that Diana's from, uh, Wonder Woman. So this show, it's not going to be about Wonder Woman. It's going to be about those Amazons on that island. And it's going to revolve around a story that um, takes place on that island. And they were saying that this takes place before Wonder Woman 1. So I would imagine that we'd get a young Diana, if anything. But again, this show was being described as it's not going to be focused on Diana. It's going to be focused on her Amazon sisters. It was described as like a Game of Thrones feel. That's what they're going for. So I can see this being a big sprawling epic, maybe political aspects, maybe deep inside Diana's family. I feel like that can go because, again, she's born from the gods. So I, I, I do like that they're treating this Paradise Loss like a genre type of show, which I think is a, is a great strategy. Same with Lanterns was described as like a true detective type feels. I do like that aspect of what they're doing with that. And the last show that we're going to be talking about is Booster Gold. Booster Gold is the superhero that's basically from the future. Nobody likes him. He has this imposter syndrome within him. And he leaves the future to come into modern day to become a superhero to find some importance. James Gunn himself described this show as a sort of story about a superhero dealing with imposter syndrome. Imposter syndromes when we all feel like we're not good enough and we don't belong here. And we let that inner voice inside of us dictate that, thus dictating our emotions, how we feel and our actions moving forward. So this is going to be that show exploring that. Again, Booster Gold from the future. Not a lot of people like him. He's a loser of some sorts. And he comes to the present day, to our time, to find purpose, to find to become a superhero to find purpose and to to do some good so i think a lot of this just looking at it from a distance i do like that it's very diverse in approach you have the waller series that's going to be a soft open to the universe we have animated projects going on the buddy cop story with the lanterns that is going to end up having big ramifications for the universe moving forward. We have our first Superman movie since Man of Steel. We're going to get another Batman alongside enjoying Robert Pattinson and his own Batman universe. I gotta admit, this is a very exciting time just because they're trying a bunch of new things and hey, they have faith in it. I gotta give credit where credit's due. They have a plan. They see the path that they're taking. And they're going to have faith in it. And I, for one, I want to be able to see what they can give us with these new and exciting characters that not a lot of people know. And I want to see the different sides of the characters that we already know. I want to see them explore that even deeper, whether that be in Brave and the Bold with Batman being a father figure or whether that be a 
new interpretation of Superman in Superman Legacy. And look, I don't like to draw lines and say whether you're a DC or Marvel fan. I'm a comic book fan. I enjoy comic books. I love stories. I love to dive deep. My very first action figure when I was little was a Batman action figure. I grew up watching the Batman animated TV show. I grew up reading these comics. I grew up watching Justice League Unlimited. So for the longest, I've been wanting this universe to get on the right track because they have amazing characters with beautiful stories that are very character driven. And if Marvel's able to get a plan and to give us this whole universe, I don't see why DC's not able to do that. And, and I know they've been striped with all sorts of internal problems left and right, but I'm happy that I'm looking at this and I'm like, yes, finally DC has a plan. And I think you should be happy too if you're a big fan of movies, a fan of comic book movies, or you're a hardcore DC fan. I think this is a strategy that's going to work. Just because James Gunn has a history of grabbing the lesser known characters, making them stand out on their own. So when we get to the big time characters like Wonder Woman, like Batman, like Superman, like Aquaman, like The Flash, the whole picture comes together and we have this cohesive unit. James Gunn came from Marvel. He made us care about a tree and a raccoon in Guardians of the Galaxy. Before 2014, Nobody knew what Guardians of the Galaxy was. I guarantee you. Nobody knew what they were. And after 2014, they were popular characters. James Gunn has this way of making us care about the ridiculous. You grab the most ridiculous comic book characters of all time. And James Gunn can make you care about it. That's what he did in Guardians. That's what he's done again in Suicide Squad. So James Gunn has this power where he can make audiences compassionate and care about these characters. And looking at this, looking at these five movies, looking at these five shows, I feel like there's a good blend of the familiar and a good blend of the unknown, which is exciting because you want to give audiences what they're familiar with. Nostalgia brings comfort, but you also want to open up to something new the wonderment of exploring something new. And I see that in Creature Commandos. I see that in the Lanterns. I see that in the Authority and Paradise Land. Heck, I see that in Swamp Thing. You have a very dark horror movie. So when I'm looking at this James Gunn plan, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, all right, they, they finally have a plan and we got to follow through with that plan. Good or bad, follow through with it. No matter if it's the first dud out the, the gate, follow through with, with it and see where it goes. If at the end of it, it's a big failure, then we'll talk about that and we'll see why it was a big failure. But for right now, with this James Gunn plan, I think it's a very smart move putting a reasonable amount of projects out. You got five movies that you can balance, five shows that you can balance. And then after that, you see where it goes. So that's really all I got for this episode. Like I said, I just wanted to take some time to, to talk about the news. There's a lot of good things to be excited for. I shared my thoughts on them. I shared what I think this means for the universe moving forward. So I'm excited about this. I'm very curious about them. Curiosity brings that excitement. And I, I can't wait to see what James Gunn can do on this level. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Please let me know what you guys think on these properties. And yeah, take care. I'll see you guys.